0: All right, anyone brave enough to read their poem aloud? I will. Oh Lord, here we go.
1: I hate the way you talk to me and the way you cut your hair. I hate the way you drive my car. I hate it when you stare. I hate your big dumb combat boots and the way you read my mind. I hate you so much. It makes me sick. It even makes me rhyme. I hate it. I hate the way you're always right. I hate it when you lie. I hate it when you make me laugh, even worse when you make me cry. I hate it when you're not around and the fact that you didn't call. But mostly I hate the way I don't hate you. Not even close. Not even a little bit. Not even at all.
0: Ugh. <laughs> uh, wonderful.
1: Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. You can't handle the truth. King Kong, hate got you. Make my day. day, big boy. Huh? That's bright. Everybody on, good, great, wonderful. Hey,
0: hello, welcome to Facing Off. This is a podcast where we take two movies that we find to be similar in some way, and we compare, contrast, and rate them. I'm Gabe. And I'm Nick. Nick, you're just too good to be true.
1: Oh, I can't thanks, take man. my
0: eyes off of you. Wow. You'd be like heaven to touch. I want to hold you so much. At long last, love has arrived, and I thank God I'm alive. You're just too good to be true. Can't take my eyes off of you, even though I took my eyes off of you to read that.
1: Was that Shakespeare?
0: Yeah, something like that. Frankie Valley. <laughs>
1: what would it do,
0: man. What up, sir? This is our first episode in a while that we're doing in, in person. Course. It's really Breaking weird. all protocols. Uh, we're still stay-at-home orders, but you know what? We share so much saliva in our daily lives, oh. man, that we had to have a podcast. We
1: have been basically alone for so many weeks that we're probably okay doing this.
0: Oh, very alone very alone. Very al-
1: uh, I'm not I'm not 100% alone, but you are.
0: But besides being alone, uh had a really good birthday week. Uh oh, Nick, yeah. Nick and Julie uh surprised me with food, wine, their company and a movie. And we watched She's the Man and it was just a delight.
1: And our germs.
0: Um and our germs and uh, or and their germs and it was really nice <laughs> and I appreciated it. And then uh also uh other Nick uh past guest of the episode. Yeah. Yesterday um, kind of treated me to a whole like birthday um, drinking thing. Cute. And then he even got me an ice cream cake that he Aww. almost forgot that he got me. And it was super delicious. <laughs> and now I feel fat and disgusting. <laughs> uh, but thank you. Both Nicks. The two Nicks of my life are just so important to me. Um, ooh, another shout out. Uh, well, uh, two shout outs, shout out to Julie, your fiance Mm -hmm. and shout out to Maddie, both of whom suggested that we do these two movies. She's the man in 10 things I hate about you to Shakespearean high school rom-coms. But Maddie, um, said when I let her know that we were going to do this immediately, she said, OMG, yay, I contributed. I definitely don't have any special insights. LOL. But the humor in both those movies is always surprisingly good. And if you could mention that little BB G- JGL actually holds up on the charisma scale next to Heath, it would make my day. Well, hopefully we made your day, Maddie. Yeah. Um, and then shout out to Shakespeare, who I am deeply involved with.
1: Involved with? Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude. One
0: character says that in in 10 Things I Hate About You. Oh,
1: okay. Now I understand better. Sure. Yeah, so we're doing these two movies because they are both uh, rom-coms of the um, sillier, order. no, oh. the sillier order. Yeah, uh, and they are both very loosely taken from uh, Shakespearean comedies. Yeah, um, I just wanted to shout out before we get into the synopses my own hair cutting ability, but only the left side of your head. Yeah, Nick did half because of your my head. Died.
0: It was pretty fun. I was. Uh, he wasn't paying attention to it, but the whole time I was just going through the lines of Peter Postelwaite in uh, uh, the town.
1: It was weird, but it was I weird, was really But just trying to make sure that your hair doesn't look Hopefully we ridiculous. get
0: the second half of my head after this.
1: Yeah, I'm really hoping that that happens, but here we go with the synopses. We are doing these two movies for the reasons I described, and this is the plots. This is the plots. These are the plots. This is the plots. She's the man... Derived from Shakespeare's Twelfth Night is the story of Viola, sister of Sebastian, who dresses like Sebastian to infiltrate his school, join the boys' soccer team, beat her old soccer team, and along the way fall in love with her teammate who thinks that he loves a girl named Olivia, who thinks that she loves Viola, who is dressed as Sebastian, who actually went to England to rock. And then he comes back, and then he falls in love with Olivia when he's back. Wow. And that's the Mind fuck. <laughs> who made this movie? Christopher Nolan? <laughs> Basically. Ten things I hate about you, derived from the extraordinarily misogynistic taming of the shrew, True. is about Cameron, the new guy at school who falls in love with the popular girl, Bianca, whose father won't let Bianca date until her older rebellious sister, Kat will date, because he's a psycho. But she won't date because she does not date. But she does date a guy named Patrick, who may or may not be a felon, and may or may, may or may not have eaten a duck whole, except for the beak and the feet. Who only starts to date Cat because a handsome guy who loves Bianca was paying him. But then Patrick actually falls for Cat. But Bianca grows to despise the handsome dude and falls for Cameron, who helps Patrick tame Cat's tempestuous nature. Mm. True that, dude. <laughs> True that. Sick. Well, uh, you know what? True that.
0: Nick and I are so excited because we're deeply passionate about both of these movies and it's gonna be so fucking fun. <laughs> so let's uh let's actually break them down uh, uh, based on our five categories. We take each of our categories and we give them a rating. Uh, on a scale of 1 to 7, 1 being lowest, 7 being highest, 4 being
1: middlest, and the one with the hairy chest. We are going to use our uh, comedy rom-com yeah. uh, categories, cats as we'll call them today, in honor of- Kitties! Uh, no, not like that. Like, okay. Like, like Katarina, you fool. Oh, I get it. We're going to use actoring, spectacularity, originality, legacy, and our rom-com specific category, which for this episode will be called Potent. Regiment. Ooh. Potent regiment is a euphemism for a dick that Shakespeare wrote. Fuck, I love it. Antony and Cleopatra. Bratwurst. Yep. Describes Uh, Antony's cock. Pulsing member. As a potent regiment.
0: Yeah. All right, cool. Well, let's kick it off with actoring. Sure thing. Actoring is where we talk about the performances and we talk about how good the acting was and in a comedy how funny the acting was. And then whether the directors and writers helped those actors perform at the best of their abilities or if it was noticeably weird. Uh, Let's start with She's the Man.
1: Yeah, speaking of noticeably weird, (laughs) let's talk about
0: Amanda Bynes real quick. Yeah, what did you uh, give it out of seven? I gave it a three. Holy shit! Okay, this is gonna be really fun
1: because Anne Julie would be very upset at me, but she forwent, for, went, for, for goad, Yeah. For she did away with her ability to actively argue mm. because she didn't want to join us today.
0: Oh, is that the thing that she didn't want to? Be no, in? she
1: didn't feel passionately enough. I don't oh, think. Oh sure. Get this. But um, I mean, I don't think that anything in she's the man is horrific, but I don't like Amanda Bynes. Yeah, I just think that if it was like a different actress, that Amanda, wasn't Amanda, just Amanda, like. Amanda, 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 I mean, like it's obviously an Amanda Bynes vehicle, the movie, but it just doesn't work. I agree. Like, her and her bug eyes can get right the hell out of here, dude. I'm tired of that. Yeah, she is awful and annoying. Her voice changes the constantly. The fuck is up with her accent? Like, where Shh. is she supposed to be from? Why it's does just anyone? Like, if this is gonna be your silly movie, and everyone else is going to more or less play along. The actors, I mean, don't make Amanda Bynes such a cartoon. Yes. I get that it's a stupid movie, but I feel like it didn't necessarily need to be a stupid movie. And no one else is acting up the stupidity of the movie except for Amanda Bynes. Yeah. It's like if you stuck a a clown in, like, James Franco's role in Pineapple Express. Or, like, any other comedy. Yeah. Okay. I get that. Like, there's just, like, this clownish character bumbling around. And like It's too much. I get it, her shtick is like used to be slapstick. Now it's Septum Rings and and conspiracy theories. Yeah. It used to be (laughs) it used to be that her thing was just being clownish and it worked, but it's just weird if you put it in a movie where no one else is acting like a clown. Right. It's strange. Yeah, I mean So she she alone made it a three for me. Everyone else I think is more or less fine for what the movie is.
0: Okay. Yeah. I mean she does have this unique comedy style. But doesn't work for me. Okay, it is it just unique?
1: Did. I mean, it's like she—it's like it's pre-pubescent not. Melissa McCarthy. Yeah,
0: I guess that—that's probably true. I think, T- Janet Channing Tatum isn't very good in it. Like he grew so much as an actor over time. He's actually a pretty good actor now. He's not bad. No. Um, no. He does have a. I do have to say that he has a Chelsea uh, Lampart uh, jersey or uh, poster in the background, and he could fuck right off with that. I'm talking <laughs> to you, Simran. Um, he and her ex boyfriend, he is the star of Step Up, and her ex boyfriend in it is the star of Step Up, too. Whoa. And they're both fucking fabulous dancers. Um, I did like the moment where he was like,
1: mm, uh, he's like, mm-hmm. hear books. Or yeah. whatever,
0: which was fun. I don't
1: know. I think the Channing Tatum Dude. is just average for the movie that it is. It's not supposed to be like he's supposed to be good in it.
0: You yeah. Know? I mean, they're all playing the part. Like, I actually, like, one person I really like in it, I like the hairdresser. Like, her friend, yeah. the hairdresser, when he, like, slaps away the manager's, yeah. like, hand. Um, David Cross is amazing in it. David Cross is David hilarious. Cross, just like, he's like, I don't care that this movie's shitty. I'm going to come in with a really nuanced David Cross uh, character. Um, I love that they had Balding? Vinnie Jones in it. Prime. Vinnie yeah. Jones is the coach. And then the other coach is actually really funny as like a super sexist dude. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, oh, just, dude, like, no the actress reason. who played Eunice, the girl with the mouth uh, headgear. Yes. Like way over the top. Like dial it back, Eunice. Damn.
1: Yeah. <laughs> dial it back, Eunice. Damn. But, uh, you I'm going to give fact, it a two. Fun fact about that actress is that her favorite uh, animal byproduct is cheese. Oh, she does say that, doesn't she? Does she does say that. Yeah. I'm
0: going to give it a two. I think everyone's doing the right thing. It's just like, in the grand scheme of even comedies, it's pretty fucking awful, awfully active.
1: I'm just going to centralize all of it on Amanda Bynes.
0: Fair enough. Can't, all right. What about ten things it. I hate about you? Can't take my eyes off of you. What did you... It's just too good to be true. What did
1: you, <laughs>
0: why did you do okay. that? So this is the the part of the podcast where I start pissing off a lot of people that fucking love 10 Things I Hate About You and hold it as a classic. Listen, I get it. I loved it when I first watched it. It is a classic because everyone says it's a classic, and so therefore I have to admit that it is a classic because that's what everyone else thinks. But it didn't work for me the second or the third time maybe, I guess, when I I just watched it. I just... it's... I, the tone is all over the place and the acting and everything. I mean, I'm giving it a four. I'm going to give it an average. Like, I'm not going to really dock it because I personally didn't really like anyone outside of Heath Ledger. Uh, Julius Stiles was okay, actually. Mm-hmm. And the dad is great. The dad is amazing. I He... Shout out! He's a psycho. Shout out to Larry Miller, uh, the dad, because he is a legend for Max Keeble's Big Move. Just a great movie where
1: serious things that he needs to work out with a therapist.
0: I love when the daughter is like,
1: "No, it's nothing, Dad. I'm just gonna
0: go have like a small study group uh, with some friends." And he goes, "Oh, in other words, an orgy."
1: Yeah, yeah. He needs to work some stuff out with somebody. Uh, Yeah, but it's a hilarious
0: character. (laughs) Here's the thing. I mean, Heath Ledger always great. He's an amazing actor. I actually. Actually, like I I love all the nuances to his acting and everything, but it is so crazy watching something like this and being like, how did anyone ever trust that that he could be Joker and he'd be that good?
1: It's because his smile is so strange. It's it, but he's so weird and creepy in the Joker, and it's like such a
0: different. It's so different from everything else. Um, Also, who would be afraid of him in this movie? He's so fucking handsome and cute.
1: Well. First of all, he ate a live duck. Uh, everything except the he beak and the feet. He fucking like I dresses
0: said. like an Abercrombie and Fitch model in a biker bar, and people are like, "Whoa, he's yeah." He got ciggies. into a biker bar
1: at like age at least seventeen. I mean, is he seventeen or eight? I don't know, man. He's a legend. I don't know. I think he's fine. I think he's... No, I love. It. I like. I mean, I gave it a five.
0: Oh, okay, not much more. What did you? What did you? Four. Four. I think it's average. I don't think anything like he's great, but I don't think he's enough to bring up the shittiness of everyone else. Except for another person forgot to mention the guy who plays Michael um, JGL's friend. um, What's that guy's name? David Crumholt. Amazing. Great early role for him.
1: Yeah. I think everyone is solid, like better than average. There wasn't anyone in it where I was like, that is terrible. Except for one person. I'll talk about that later. Sick. Uh, but Styles is solid. Ledger's solid. JGL is solid. Uh, okay. Dude. Half and half. Because the first scene with him. He's cute as it's, shit.
0: No, but the first scene with him, it's like <laughs> bad acting. Like he had just walked on a set for the first time. And then over time, he is cute and he's, and he's believable. He's a believable character. Yeah. Which is dope. I thought it was. I, I like I when mean, he gets really mad at her and then she kisses him. Yeah. I gave it five. I don't see too it, many because the, issues with it. Because I love when you beat a girl into submission. and then,
1: <laughs> Dude, I will talk about that later. Uh, we'll get into that.
0: All right. Oh, I got to say Joey Donner as the, as the, the, vil- the villain character. Oh, yeah. Joey, one of the most forgettable villain characters in any movie. Fuck that guy. I didn't, th- I didn't find that character believable in any way. I didn't care about him. And I'm so glad I forgot about him. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, He gets beat up at the end. It's all good. Yeah, that's pretty dope. Oh, OG Allison Janney, too. Oh, the English teacher is also great. I I like the English teacher.
1: Even though he's exactly three months older than anyone else in his class.
0: I feel like that's what he's supposed to be. It's like college. It doesn't make it any less strange. Yeah, I'm going to give it a four. It's five from Nick. Uh, Let's move on. You want to do originality next?
1: Let's save that one. Okay. Can we save that one? What do you want to do next? I deep dove Shakespeare into that one.
0: Spectacular yeah hilarity which is where we talk about the engagement level of the movie slash how funny it was and it's scientific and it's laughs per minute it's like how steady steadily funny it is and and then how invested you are in the movie we could stick with uh 10 things 10 things okay this is where i have a big problem
1: (laughs) it's where i have some issues too and this is yeah so i gave it a three sick. All right, cool. Because 10 things has this lull. And I had to ask Julie this morning as I was typing up my notes, like, where is this lull? And she nailed it. She was like, Oh, it's when it's when Kat gets Patrick out of detention.
0: Yeah. And shows her tits, which
1: is a very weird scene because there is a significantly strange part where she flashes a, grown
0: man it also is kind of funny that the detention teacher like takes the guy's weed and then takes some munchies to yeah <laughs> and he goes i'll take in. those too yeah
1: um
0: confiscating these
1: <laughs> and yeah. these two uh yeah. i just think that there's this there's this like significant dip in the plot of the movie where for a solid chunk of time you're just like floating off in space and then you're like wait what happened to the movie i was watching like what are we doing right right like, what, what are we doing here? <laughs> why, are we, why are we here watching this movie? What is going on? And that's probably not good that that lull comes at the, like, central love, like, love connections, like, main time when they're falling in love. Right. And that's the part that's the least interesting part. And that's, part. like,
0: the rom-com aspect of and
1: it. And that's probably not good. But no. I think that's where it is. And there is a significant dip in how engaged you are uh that uh, I have an issue with that. Other than that, I think the movie's fine, but I think that makes it below average. So I texted
0: Nick while I was watching it, and I was like, "Holy shit, this movie sucks!" But I was I was mostly joking around. But I almost didn't want to watch the whole thing because I wasn't invested in it early on. It, the second half of the movie is really like it's cute, adorable, and it's like believable. And they kind of develop it well. The first half of the movie, including some of that lull, just doesn't work for me. Hmm. And I think the other issue is that the tone is randomly slapsticky. and then But the movie itself isn't slapsticky. But there are random things that are put in. Like the part when Michael goes off the mountain on his like dirt bike motorcycle thing by accident at the very beginning. Oh, yeah. It's like, boom, like, boom, boo, boom, boom, boom,
1: boom. And yeah, then the he's like, falling a and problem. like...
0: Oh man, the score is off the soundtrack is great. The, oh, okay. score, the score is You're awful. Right. Um there's like there's also random like the J- the Jamaican kids, the white Jamaican like not believable. Isn't that the guy that plays not funny. He looks like it, I think. I think it's him, dude. No, because he was kind of a big actor at the time. He was already in Scream. Oh yeah. Dude, I think it's him. I don't know, it looked like him. Uh, Or the scene where, like, Bianca shoots the arrow by accident into her teacher's butthole (laughs) and doesn't react to it. Nobody reacts to it. It's so ridiculous. But the other thing is, like, I feel more invested in Seattle as a city than the movie itself.
1: Oh, Seattle's rad.
0: I love it. The neighborhoods are great. That lookout at the very beginning of the movie where the movie starts, I've been to that lookout, and it's beautiful. I've been to Fremont, the Fremont Troll and the Gasworks Park as well. Yeah. Um, it just makes me really badly want to move to Seattle, and it doesn't make me like really badly want to be in this movie. Like sometimes when I watched like high school rom coms when I was a kid, like I just really wanted to be in that movie. I don't fucking care about this school. Um, I do. I, I want to say this for the comedy. I do enjoy the crassness of the movie, and like it starts with like Alice and Janney writing an erotic uh, novel and just being like she's like so inappropriate. And I love some of the humor in Incredibly. that. Incredible! It's really weird that it's on Disney Plus, to be honest, um, because of that. But, uh, yo, shout out to Bare Naked Ladies and okay. Save Ferris, dude. It's
1: been. Oh,
0: it's been. <laughs> um, oh, I do have to say one thing. The Chickety bloopers. China, the Chinese chicken. <laughs> the, the bloopers at the end. Like, worst
1: bloopers of all Didn't time. Didn't even watch him.
0: It, the, you gotta watch them. They're couldn't, so they're not funny. They're I've like, seen the movie before. It's like I, someone I like makes good. like one like minor mistake and they're like, <laughs> well, wow, we messed up big. <laughs> um, anyways, that's a two from me out of seven oh, for spectacularity and I a, three, a three, a more appropriate it's three from Nick. All right, what about she's the man spectacularity? Did you take your
1: all before this, dude.
0: What? What does that mean?
1: Oh, it's a line from. Oh, yeah. It's another misogynistic line, blunt, or like, randomly placed into Dope.
0: 10 things I hate about you.
1: Can you make sure yeah. the cat takes her my all before she comes in? Oh, that. To the teacher, and he's like, shut up, Chachi, or whatever.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I love when he calls him Chachi.
1: She's the man. I honestly gave a five. Whoa. Okay.
0: All right. Explain yourself. It's here. an absurdly
1: short movie, so and for short. all it's worth, it's nice and crisp and surprisingly funny and quotable for how stupid and bad the story writing is. Like, wow. I genuinely was trying to watch it, and you just kept talking to Julie. And I was like, hey, guys, shut up. It I'm was my
0: birthday. It. I was allowed to do whatever it, I no, wanted. No,
1: it's true. Dude, there's so many quotable lines.
0: Yeah, it is pretty I quotable. I don't
1: know. It's a thing that I know. Yeah. Or whatever. one 800 biatch, where she goes, bros? Br- brothers? Brethren? That's Brethren? a solid line. Yeah, that
0: was funny. We've i have been quoting they... that
1: for years Wait, without knowing and she's it. And she's got a great personality, too. Ew! Ew! (laughs) In man words, it's time to pounce. There's just... Yeah. It's like half really bad lines like that one, and half ones where you're like, that's not that bad. That was pretty funny. So
0: Layla was, like, sending... Layla, who we mentioned in the last podcast, like, was sending a lot of snaps this morning watching the movie, just, like, so angry at herself as a kid for ever enjoying it, and saying, like, all this is really dumb because of Amanda Bynes. And, um... I I don't know. Like I felt like I kind of want to piss everyone off and give a better rating for spectacularity because I was more entertained. She's the Man is obviously a worse movie, but it was so much more entertaining to me. And dude, that that length of the movie, it's like an hour and 23 minutes or something. Ja feel that it's so hard.
1: It's perfect for this movie. It's it's, not.
0: It's never boring. No, it's it's not funny. It's not not funny. No, it's uh, uh I actually kind of there's like one nightmare sequence when she's going has a nightmare on the soccer field. Yeah, and it's actually kind of dope. Yeah, it's like really well done. There's like a I couple montages, of, and
1: the first one's bad, but the second one's like oh, this is it was bad. like a
0: twenty million dollar budget, so I'm pretty sure it all went into some of the like cool moments. Uh-huh. Uh, the part with um. I can't remember who the guy who ends up with Eunice at the end, but when they start kissing at the end, it's legitimately a hilarious moment. Right. And it's believable. I do want to say, this is such a random thing, but why are like clothes lining a person? Like, why is that in so many movies? Cause like literally no one's ever clotheslined a person, not in football power. and you wouldn't even do. Yeah. But your arm would be in so much pain. I don't know. Yes. Man. True. So random. The physics but of the I'm whole give it a thing three. doesn't really
1: quite work out. I'm
0: okay. going to give it a three because if I'm if the grand scale of like rom coms and comedies and high school movies, it's not my favorite. In terms, I was of pleasantly level. surprised
1: by how engaged I was in this movie. I love that five is hilarious.
0: Hell. We are going to get so much hate mail. I love it. I love that. Send it's, us your hate mail at Facing Off Podcast. Um, let's do
1: uh, originality. Yeah, uh, no. Let's do our uh, our rom com category.
0: Okay, what's it called?
1: We're going to call it Potent Regiment
0: potent regiment uh is a category where we talk about how like how adorable the movie was and how believable the love was and if it took like stereotypes of of romance and couples or if it was actually kind of like well crafted love i don't fucking know was
1: it well crafted or was it well crafted it was well
0: <laughs> crafted uh yeah well, let's stick with she's the man since we're That's on a it terrible what did you give I'm that sorry. potent regiment
1: so if we're just going how potent is that regiment is it flaccid or is it erect <laughs> yeah um fully dude there are so many shakespeare penis references yeah just in general my favorite one was potent regiment because they're talking about anthony's cock and he's general because mm. they're like how potent is his regiment it's like ha, ha it's a pre- pre- ween talking yeah. about ween.
0: And it's the general or whatever. But there's
1: so many good ones. Yeah. Oh man, I almost called this. Uh, this was just the one that made the most sense. But we called
0: it hashtag Pulse in the past.
1: Yeah, we're gonna change the name of it all the time.
0: Yeah, if we do rom coms. Also.
1: She's the man, is the dumbest love story. <laughs> yeah. Twelfth Night. I'm gonna get into this later. Okay. She's the <laughs> man is just a dumb love story. Duke and Viola fall in love because they are sports together. They are they do sports and then they're just in love. Like I don't who's understand. Duke.
0: Is that Channing? Yeah,
1: it's Channing Tatum. And who's Viola? Duke Orsino. Is that um, oh, okay. That's Amanda Bynes? Yeah. Okay. They fallen I had to ask No,
0: I actually okay. I'm gonna disagree with you slightly there because they fall in love I think because of the sports? they're the only them together they're the only part that's even slightly believable in terms of romance because they were roommates and they, like, were friends, basically. And they got to, like, learn everything about each other. Right, and And that does
1: fall in line a bit with some of the themes And Channing Tatum's, like, vaguely gay in it. Twelfth Night, too, and that also falls in line with some of the themes in Twelfth Night. Yeah. But, I mean, Sebastian, Viola's sister, who she's pretending to be this whole time... Brother. Brother. Falls in love with Olivia... That's the problem. ...in a record amount of time just a few seconds yeah it was pretty dope but just because she likes the way that his sister is dressed as him yeah but but she doesn't look like him she looks like she's doing she looks like she's dressed as Ellen DeGeneres cosplaying as Abby Wambach
0: yeah okay I like that
1: I don't understand it yeah, I don't get it either. It's and just it, too
0: silly. I mean, the Olivia thing is she's just like so dumb. And like, I, I, there's something off about that girl. But the other thing is like all the love and the romance stuff is kind of like told to us. It's like, not really a They basically
1: go, they love each other
0: because we're telling you that they love each other. There's not, it's not really believable. There's
1: not enough rom.
0: Are you giving it a one or a two? I gave it a two. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm going to give it a one uh i just don't think it's that good of a romance story this is such a not good episode but i love it um <laughs> they're
1: just not great movies this, is, this is like is we
0: we made this podcast so we could like really critically break down movies and this is just nonsense and i love hey, it you're breaking hey, this down is what we 10 things do.
1: and i do not agree with you I don't all right think well it's let's talk about 10
0: things i hate about you um potent regiment I, I actually that didn't.
1: Parts, give it back. I want to hold on before we move on. I think that there are parts of "She's the Man" that are redeemable. It is goofy and slapsticky, and there's a nostalgia factor for Amanda Bynes there, but it's just not romantic. It's not a rom. Except for con.
0: Toby and Eunice at the end, the characters are Toby, adorable. I just remembered it.
1: Nerds yeah. need sex too.
0: Just the way that they kiss though is so. They just start kissing. He's like, ah,
1: ah, ah, ah. <laughs> it's okay, right. ten things for for me was a five for a second until I started to think about how lame Patrick and Kat's love story is. Wow, give it to me. And then I put it down to a four. I'm much more interested in the love story between JGL and Mm. Bianca. That is a much more satisfying like, love story. The other one... eh, Okay, (laughs) the love between Patrick and Kat is sad and kind of creepy, but it's not nearly as sad and creepy as the love between Petruchio and Kat in the play. Oh, okay. So they, they made it... Petruchio? Yeah, it's Petruchio, and then it's... They so mad it, that they
0: switched it to they Patrick. They make
1: it Patrick.
0: Yeah, he should have been called Petruchio. Yeah.
1: It, they managed to turn, like, a notoriously misogynistic story into a slightly less misogynistic story. For sure. It's not very cute. And when you really think about it, and it's very boring. So, so I actually I,
0: I think I'd like mostly agree with you because I think the JGL and Bianca like them as a they were cute because they're both like adorable and kind of like innocent. Um and I liked like they were believable, but I didn't really care about any of that part of the movie because I think Heath Ledger was so good that I'm more invested in what's happening with Patrick and um Cat, cat. um I think it's just. I just don't see why no other girl would want Patrick. I mean, Heath Ledger is so yummy. And I mean, it's explained was, to us. Was so yummy. R. I. P.
1: It's explained to it probably us. Probably isn't in his current state. Didn't need to do that. <laughs> Did not need to do that. Uh, <laughs> oh man, uh, I don't know what I was. Gonna I'm going say. to hell for sure. I don't know what I was going to say now. Oh, it's explained that he's just terrifying. He went to jail allegedly. Dude, he, he's so he ate a whole duck. Everything except so the feet. He's so freaking.
0: He's so freaking cute it, and he was wearing like he looks like an Abercrombie model. He doesn't look like someone scary. His motorcycle doesn't even look scary.
1: No, he doesn't look car, scary. Yeah. But the rumors are scary. Um, How do you eat a whole duck? I think
0: yeah, I don't know. That's pretty impressive.
1: Sauteed butter, mm. uh, baked. Mm. I don't know. All right. In a soup. Cool. Uh, duck soup. As confit on top of fries at a f- fancy Conf, restaurant. Confit. You guys remember restaurants? Confit.
0: Yeah, restaurants used to be pretty cool. Remember gallery? Uh, Ledger's charm brings <laughs> together like the emotional appeal of the movie comes in like Le- Ledger's charm, and I and I mean the can't take your uh, take my eyes off of you scene is classic and lovable and adorable. Yeah. And that's like top five rom-com scene ever and that kind of brings up the romance level iconic yeah Um, another movie where a side romance is almost cuter than all the other ones because Michael and Shakespeare hooker chick um, Kat's best friend who's ups- who's involved with Shakespeare her and Michael get together and it's like a really cute moment at the dance when it happens yeah, It is. and it's really believable and I love that and David Crumholtz is the man Yeah um, I'm going to give it a 5 I'm going to stick with I'm going to give you I'm going to give Ooh. it slightly higher Look at that because I'm I'm going to pull some tricks here today dude all right let's talk about originality originality is where we talk about the creativity of the movie where it stands out in its genre um did it need to be made especially if it's adapted from some other source material how clever was the adaptation nick hit us with your 10 things i hate about your originality
1: okay so before i get into both of these i want to use this category to nerd out on shakespeare because So boring. Used to, I do love Shakespeare. Used to do theater for a long time, and really loved doing Shakespeare. I mean, all right, cut the pod. Cut it. Uh, <laughs> this is our deepest, con- like one of our better connections in an episode between two yeah. movies. Because if you think about the source material, it gets even deeper. So. It's an interesting pair because Taming of the Shrew is Shakespeare's most openly misogynistic play. That's the one that um 10 things I hate about you is based on. Yeah. Literally? Sure that. Petruchio, Patrick tortures and gaslights Kat into submitting to him in that play. It's Taming of the Shrew. He literally tames Katarina. Oh, yeah. Like he he like withholds food from her because he says like she's you're too good to eat. He basically tortures her and gaslights her into You're loving him. You're too good to eat, you. Most openly misogynistic. Can't take my mouth but off. But on of the Europe. other hand, Twelfth Night is very much well. I mean, it's probably still misogynistic because it's Shakespeare, and I mean, it's like the 1600s. What are you gonna do? But it's a very complex representation of gender. Like you're tackling homoeroticism, openness between men and women have when you're talking within gender, like how you and I are probably more open than if there was a – like if there was a woman in the room, we'd be less open. It yeah. tackles that kind of social Whoa, norm. It's the opposite in a way of Taming of the Shrew. So it's kind of a cool dynamic that yeah. works here. But here's the problem. Both of the movies are just super dumbed-down, unoriginal ideas or versions totally. of the Shakespearean plays. So you have this opportunity to dig into some really cool stuff, and you don't do it yeah. if you have Amanda Bynes just clowning around being weird.
0: Yeah, she's a clown. didn't
1: have to be that way. I just want to keep pointing this out. It would have been a better movie. It didn't need to happen. didn't need to happen. Yeah. It didn't need to happen. But to we're talking movie. about 10 Things I Hate About You. 10 Things I Hate About You... That's
0: good, though. That's a good analysis. Like,
1: like I said before, if you take something that's openly one of the more disturbingly misogynistic famous works of art and you make it just a tiny bit less misogynistic, you haven't really done anything because it's 1999 when you made this movie, right. not 1669. Like mm. you didn't really accomplish anything by making it slightly less misogynistic. There's no original ideas in there. Right. Yeah, I, I I just, I gave them, I gave it a three. I could have given it less. It's I, just not original. Like, good job for making it slightly less creepy. Like, the whole thing is still, everyone's just like...
0: Yeah, I actually don't think it added, I don't know much about the story, but it didn't feel like it added much to the story. Like, Clueless, I think, really adds a lot to Emma, and it, like, kind of nails what Emma is, from what I understand. But... I don't know. My issues with 10 Things I Hate About You come more into, and I talked about this with Mean Girls and Clueless, like how believable the high school scenes are and like the characters themselves in terms of the writing of all that. I think this is possibly one of the least realistic high school movies I've ever seen. Like, I, I none of it was believable. Uh, when Michael is showing him the school, it's kind of like in Mean Girls when they're going through each of the like clicks. And there's like a group there's a group of at least, like, 12 white kids that are, like, Rastafarian. Yeah. That literally has never happened in any high school ever. I no. promise you that. Doesn't there wasn't work. even more than two in a high school. Um, I, I mean, the Jamaican kids. They, but there, it was kind of funny when the, when the uh, teacher, the English teacher, is saying something. And they're like, that's right, man. And then he's like, don't even – you guys keep your mouth shut or whatever. Like, yeah. don't even get me started with you. And he goes <laughs> – no problem mom Uh, (laughs) dude i fucking cringe at the whole party scene when they were when there's like a hundred kids storming down the mountain into the house and they're all like and like 90s music is playing and everyone in the background is dancing it's like it's basically like here's a studio executive trying to tell a bunch of like 20 year olds like hey we got an idea for you we're gonna create this party and it's gonna be really popping everyone's gonna be dancing in the background so it's really believable i don't know i hated it um
1: i just think that yeah i kind of like there was that random scene with those two original
0: the two kids with the like the hats on those like cool hats with the cigarettes and the and the sunglasses like bobbing their heads i was like why was that in the movie what joke was it's that? It's like a bunch of Disney Channel. I'm giving it a two. Fuck this movie. It's Unoriginal.
1: You hate it so much.
0: I don't hate this movie. I think it, like the that's why I'm giving it more for actoring and uh, potent regiment. I just think it's like I think it's a solid rom com in terms of like the acting and how believable the romance is. I think it's an unoriginal movie and it's not enjoyable to watch for me. For you. Okay. which is shitty because everyone loves it and I, I'm going to get so M- Maddie and Layla if you haven't turned it off in disgust or, or Julie if you haven't turned it <laughs> off in disgust I'm sorry this is just my opinion dude alright
1: I think that she's the man is also a 3 I think it's equally unoriginal although there are some more like I, there's just so much more they could have done with this movie that it could have been original and it bums me out um, that it's the way it is because Twelfth Night is a really cool idea, uh, like has a lot of really cool themes and none of them are in this movie except for like mild homoeroticism that's like not touched on. Like yeah. you took a cool idea, one of Shakespeare's more complex plays, and you made it a movie about joining a boy's soccer team while poorly disguising yourself as your brother so that you can beat your and old soccer And for that reason
0: team? alone, I'm giving it a seven out of seven. I'm kidding.
1: Oh, my keep, God. Keep you scared me. <laughs> I just think that that's like, dude, if you're going to spin Shakespeare, I, don't think, I can't think of a less original way to spin it than that. So I gave it a three, but I'm honestly I, – I don't know why I didn't give it a two. I'm
0: giving it a two, just the same as Ten Things I Hate About You. I think Ten Things I Hate About You is a better movie. I've said that multiple times. I just think – like, honestly, if I'm talking about believability in high schools, I found these high schools to be more believable and the kids to be more believable besides Amanda Bynes. Um, I don't <laughs> know.
1: clearly showing Cleve in one scene in a restroom and they don't even go like, are those, do you have, you're not a, huh. They just go, yeah, you, you're you in the bathroom. You can leave the bathroom now.
0: Yeah. It's
1: just like, yeah. Yeah.
0: It's weird. Oh, I, yeah. Let's talk at length. Let's spend the next like 15 to 20 minutes talking about that final goal in that soccer game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> uh, it is. Dude, the fucking final goal is one of the most preposterous sports moments I've ever. It's like more preposterous than all of the Air Bud movies combined into one. It is a, a marvel it's like a PK that gets blocked, it and then is, she jumps
1: It's Have you seen the movie Shaolin Soccer? The laws of physics have never been broken. Have you seen the movie Shaolin
0: Soccer? Man. No. It's it's exactly like Shaolin Soccer, except for it randomly comes in movie the middle. called of
1: Shaolin Soccer?
0: It's, I love Shaolin Soccer. It's I gotta great. get into that. Shout out to all my Shaolin Soccer fans out there. Um... Yeah, I don't know. Also, they wear face paint. I've never, ever seen anyone wear face paint in a soccer game, ever. I'm it's sorry. Good. It's, all good. Uh, it's all good. But here's a, here's what, my main point, and this is why I'm not giving it a one. And honestly, why I almost respect it more than 10 Things I Hate About You. This movie's not trying to be anything more than it's trying to be. It is very much supposed to be a stupid movie for high middle school to high school age kids. It's supposed to be goofy as hell. It's not supposed to be intelligent. It's not supposed to be uh, some kind of classic in terms of, like, everyone's like, oh, this is one of the best rom-coms ever. It's exactly what it wants to be, and it, it's nothing more, nothing less. I appreciate that. That's original. Respect. Two out of seven. All right, let's finish it off with Legas, Le- Legachi, legacy. Legachi. Legacy. This is where we talk about where these movies stand in the history of movies, and uh if things like how well things aged especially with comedy like if there are some things that make you cringe over time let's
1: start with she's the man legacy go ahead i just don't think that anyone cares about she's the man except for the nostalgia factor if you stan amanda bynes like if you if you're an amanda bynes stan you got to do some reading up because she has lost it
0: yeah, she's she is gone.
1: I uh, I gave it a two. I don't think there's much of a legacy. It's got like a forty six percent of Rotten Tomatoes. It made like twelve million dollars at the box office. It made a lot. It was like number four when it came like first but this was this movie's
0: not made for critics. That's kind of mm. my last point.
1: I just don't think that I mean, what was the audience? So it made fifty seven
0: million oh, it did. off of off of twenty million dollar budget, which is preposterously high for the type of movie it is. Could have been done with like five. Uh I but the the thing is I think it had more of like a VHS DVD yeah. thing afterwards. That's like what it's which goes I mean, into the gross. Sure. It's just not
1: as much. Um, I I give it a two. I just can't get over the idea. Like I know I know you're not gonna try and make like this amazing adaptation of Shakespeare's work. But like what an uninspired like way to do this. And that's kind of its legacy. Yeah, I
0: guess. I'm giving it a three because if I look at the audience scores, which I think are more suggestive of a, of a movie from like this, I mean, 79% from audience is like fucking crazy high on Rotten Tomatoes and uh, 6.3 on IMDb is is good. If a movie is over six, it's a fine movie, which is just crazy.
1: Um, I mean, I, didn't, people love I don't this dislike the movie. There are some people
0: that really love this movie. I mean, Julie is one of them that like, well, like because it's like a nostalgic thing. Yeah. It's and it is funny in certain ways. I I don't think it's aged very well, but I don't ever think it was good. I don't think it was ever purposely good.
1: No, it doesn't have a lot of the like odd misogynistic sheen that that Ten Things I Hate About You has. Yeah, I mean, I didn't even like. I didn't mind. I thought
0: it was going to be way worse. I did throw my hat down multiple times when we were watching because I just like doing that. I'm an actor, okay? Um, (laughs) But uh, I don't know. I'm going to give it a three. I think it has enough of a legacy. Like, this movie is just never going to slip away. And I think it's slightly below average because people fucking love this movie and watch it all the time. And it's, it's not good. No. But i don't know maybe i'll move it to a three all right or well to a ten two. things
1: i hate about you i gave a five same. um it's just so well liked like we gave
0: the same score as if you thought i was gonna
1: i don't think anyone is arguing that it's elite among rom-coms but it's like the next level down in terms of iconic flavor like yeah. it's it's like the next tier um it exists in this weird time in between 90s rom-coms and 2000 rom-coms and I just see it as like a funny blend of them cuz it was in it 99. Is. Um, but it's for sure misogynistic and kind of gross and barely better than Shakespeare's version in terms of how like poorly it treats its female characters. That's fair. He just I don't know. Like they are counterculture individuals, Cat and Patrick at the beginning of the movie and there's nothing wrong with that and then at the end they just conform to societal norms which I guess is the theme of of like Taming of the Shrew is like is like uh, complying with societal norms which is the opposite in Twelfth Night yeah and like so I guess it's true to the theme but like I don't know I 5 it's got a legacy I Uh, just don't understand why it's not for me
0: I get yeah that's that's like exactly what it is for me. I mean, I gave it a five. I think it has a leg, like people, it, it is a classic and I recognize it as a classic. Just didn't really hold up for me. And I think it's a little overhyped. It is, it is one of those nice blends of like critical response and audience response are both like yeah. decent. Um, 7.3 on IMDb is just preposterously high. I'm, I'm sorry. I understand why
1: people it. like it though, man. It's yeah. not like, I don't know. It definitely brings a sense
0: of nostalgia and it work for the period I mean, oh 90s prom dances led by a ska band. That's fucking sick. That's um, iconic. Is it how we miss you so? Uh, I just am more impacted by other high school movies before it and I like a movie like Clueless which is around the same time like 10 times more. True. Um, I like there's this one line and I wanted to know if the legacy of this is fr- is in the office, but there's the like Everyone's either overwhelmed or underwhelmed. I just want to be whelmed. And I feel like that's where Michael Scott got the, like, I'm a little stitious thing instead of superstitious. Might Um, be. And that's hilarious. And it has a great legacy for that. It's got some, yeah. Oh, I got something that didn't, there's a couple things that didn't age well for me in terms of comedy. There's one homophobic line, I think, but I couldn't tell. There's a part where they say, um, uh, when they're convincing, when JGL and David Krumholtz are convincing Heath Ledger to do something, they say, We're your guys. And they hold each other and they go, But in a strictly non prison movie type of way. <laughs> That's a gay thing, right?
1: <laughs> I think so. Okay.
0: And then I got to <laughs> say this, and this is, this is me overreacting to nothing, but he says he lived in Australia until he was 10 to her. And she goes, With the pygmies? You know what? That's fucking wrong. The pygmies aren't from Australia. And this is highly disrespectful because she's probably referring to aboriginals. And that's one of the most disgraceful genocides and displacements in the history of mankind. And fuck her for that. (laughs) Like, what an innocent, innocent, in quotes, joke that just...
1: Fuck this movie. <laughs> Cut the pod. Cut the pod. Cut the
0: pod. Uh, yeah, no, that's it, though. I think it's a five. It's above average. It, it's right. just some things brought down.
1: 1-800-Biatch.
0: Yeah, let's, let's add these add up. Let's add these up, baby. All right, hold on.
1: My 10 things I hate about you adds up to a 20, and my she's the man adds up to a 15.
0: I'm at an 18 for 10 things I hate about Which you. Which gives
1: 10 things I hate about you a 38 and out then, of 70.
0: Wait, what did I go? Did I say one for hashtag polls? Or, uh, uh, or Potent Regiment? I think I said I one. I think
1: you said one. Okay. Roll back to tape. Nine.
0: <laughs> I gave it an 11 out of 35. 30
1: 26. 38 to 26.
0: Thirty-eight. Uh, you win 10 Things I Hate About You. And for everyone, especially Layla, who was like afraid that I was actually going to give better reviews to She's the Man because I uh, was being an asshole, I didn't. But... I did enjoy myself more watching that movie. <laughs> Maybe
1: uh, it was the circumstance, dude. Maybe it was because you had the first social contact you'd had in, like, two weeks.
0: I think that's what it was. I was in a goofy mood because my friends visited me. All right, All right accolade section. Let's sections. hand out some
1: accolades.
0: All right, so we're going to give some awards. Uh,
1: MVP. Indecent exposure. Yeah. I, it that is extremely or effective in both movies. yep yeah. It does. At the end of She's the Man, everyone just... The plot is all resolved because everybody shows their oh bits. My God, there's
0: such a fucking funny line by David Cross that I forgot.
1: Everybody just shows everybody their bits, and then he's probably
0: halfway to China now. He showed his Willis and Doodleberries. <laughs>
1: <laughs> David Cross. Uh,
0: yeah, indecent exposure uh, with a co-MVP pleasure?
1: of the Bard, baby. The Bard is back. What's the Bard? Shakespeare. Oh, the Bard.
0: Fuck. Um, uh, LVP.
1: We haven't talked about her this whole episode. It's Gabrielle Union, dude. She sucks. She is the worst. She is not good at acting. She is not good at acting. She is not good at being... She became
0: a good actress later.
1: She is not a good person in the movie. No, she's awful. Her purpose is just the most... Snaky person of all time, and that's just all she is in it. I'll go with. And she can burn in hell. Yeah. LVP. All right. Do you have a
0: comeback hell player? Is just of the year. A, sauna. a performance that grew on what you. What is your over LVP?
1: The... Is it Gabriel Union?
0: Yeah, I'll go with that. What was it? I didn't write down anything. Oh. Uh, comeback player of the year. Performance Lazy that grew on you <laughs> over the movie. JGL. I thought he was really bad at the beginning, and he was great at the end. Oh,
1: I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take Tanning Chatham.
0: All right, yeah, he does get a little bit better towards the end.
1: Yeah, I appreciated him more by the end. He's a skinny little twig,
0: though. That were Toby. Toby was kind of funny. Who's Toby. Toby's the one who ends up with Eunice at the oh, end.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: nah. He was pretty funny the whole way through, though. Um, okay, what about Sixth Man? person who did the most with the least.
1: Viola's brother, Sebastian.
0: No. He's barely in the movie. He's awful. He's, he's not really, awful. He's a legitimately terrible actor. Nah. Dude, the first scene with him is bad.
1: Yeah, but by the end, it's like, this guy rocks.
0: Yeah, he is pretty cool at the end.
1: He goes I'm to, go to with England, Larry- rocks, comes back, gets the girl, doesn't even have to do anything.
0: Mine is either David Cross or Larry Miller. They both oh, are so, man. both of them were so funny in every scene. David
1: Cross would have been a good one.
0: Here. Yeah, okay, all right. all right, all-star team, pick five performances that you would face against any movie. Uh,
1: we're, saying we're doing performances?
0: Yeah, or characters, or okay, actors. Okay. Yeah. Heath was- Ledger. Okay.
1: You have him? Yes. Julia Stiles?
0: I'll wait, maybe.
1: I'll decide after
0: you're done. Okay. No.
1: David Cross? Yes. And the owner of Cesario's Pizza, the only pizza shop in the entire city in She's the Man. That's true. How much business is that man raking in? So much. Dude, he's just rolling in dough.
0: He's got that doja, dude. He's a doja cat. I don't
1: know. That's not a thing. Yeah, I don't
0: think it is. I just, well, Doja Cat is a He's in two different types singer.
1: of dough, dude. He's got pizza dough for days. His The name of his movie is a great – or the name of his movie. The name of his pizza shop is a great nod to the name of Viola's character in Twelfth Night. Yeah. Cesario. Yeah. It's great. And um, that's where everyone goes for dates in that movie.
0: Let's see. I'll the go – The dude's loaded.
1: What an entrepreneur. Yeah. Okay.
0: I'll go <laughs> Heath Ledger, David Crumholtz. Uh, David Cross, Larry Miller, uh, yeah, and Julius Dallas. Okay. With a special shout out to that pizza guy for stacking dough, dude. Uh, oh, stacking! D- oh, double entendre. You dough. See where I
1: was going? Yeah,
0: it was pretty good. Okay. Uh, do you have a infant trooping award for dumbest moment? Everything- it's the goal. No, it's the goal. It's the, it's goal. the stupidest moment. Yeah, you're right. Uh, or David Krumholtz, like, going it off the side the of the mountain. defies the laws of
1: physics. She's the best soccer player that's ever lived.
0: Yeah, it's she's shallow in soccer.
1: Um, do you have a best moment? Uh, Oof. Can't yeah, take my eyes off you. Yeah, you know what? You. The scene with JGL and Bianca where she's like, this guy's not so bad, and then she kisses him real quick, and then they have this, like, lingering, like, well, you can go inside now, but you're cute, but you're yeah. cute. And then they just keep, like... It's good. Yeah, it's a cute moment.
0: I'll it's do that scene. or the, they can't take my eyes off you scene is so great. Yeah.
1: Heath yeah. Ledger's awesome. That's a, that's a gimme.
0: Do you have any recommendations of uh, movies that people should watch that maybe they're not watching or anything oh, you're watching my, lately?
1: My goodness. Uh, not based on these two Mike movies. My goodness? I really tried to think of a good adaptation of a Shakespeare movie that I really like. I don't think there are any.
0: Romeo plus Juliet. You didn't like that one? Ugh. I thought that movie's dope.
1: You know, there's a lot of material there and there's not a whole lot of great.
0: Uh, Macbeth? Did you see the Macbeth no, by Justin Kurzel? No. But I got to try that one. It's like one. impossible to understand cuz it's Scottish iambic pentameter, but it's like yeah. really beautiful. And also he Ooh. and actually he did a movie that I'm going to suggest which is The True History of or, or the true yeah, True History of the Kelly Gang. Very violent. Ooh. Very weird. It's a very, very, very loose telling, retelling of uh, Ned Kelly, who Heath Ledger once played in a movie called oh. Ned Kelly. Um, Spectacular Now is like a, it's not really calm. It's more a little bit like drama, but really good high school romance uh, with Miles Teller and Shailene Woodley. I love that movie a lot. Uh, Joanna Man. Joanna Man, I gotta suggest. Because She's the Man is essentially Juana Man, but less funny and more popular. Pretty much. Uh, Next week. Music? Yeah. Next week, (laughs) uh, we're going to do Jaws versus The Meg.
1: In we're, honor of the Los Angeles County beach beaches opening again.
0: Yeah, they were kind open of. this weekend, but uh, yeah, Are they they're really. Gonna, yeah, I mean, we were out on the beach playing frisbee, dude.
1: Maybe they're expanding that opening.
0: Yeah, they're gonna allow for more because there was no one there. But yeah, we're gonna do those two movies, two shark movies. One absolutely great, two and one I haven't shark, seen that's not great. Shark um, movies. <laughs> yeah and then uh, you can follow us on social media uh, instagram.com slash facing off clom god damn it instagram.com slash facing off pod uh, it's been really fun. I've got so many movie recommendations for you guys. It's crazy, and also I'm commenting on a lot of things. And like we're trying to get a ton of followers on there. If we don't have a hundred by the next episode, we're gonna kill all of you. Um, Twitter.com. No, we're not. Okay, we're not gonna stop do the
1: music. No, we're not.
0: <laughs> Twitter.com/slash. Doesn't mean it. Facing off pod, uh and facingoffpodcast at gmail.com to send us all of your questions all the things that you're doing during quarantine, what you thought about these movies. If you really hate our takes about 10 Things I Hate About You or She's the Man, I mean, you got no, your opinion holds no merit with She's the Man. But 10 Things I Hate About You, send it. Please do. I, I would love to read all of your deep opinions. Uh, Nick, do you have a send-off?
1: You suck. I love you, baby. And if it's great
0: oh. I need you, baby, to help me warm the night.
1: See ya.